No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Thursday night edition Daily Boogie Podcast. What a pleasure to be with you, as always. Hope you had a lovely couple of days, because I certainly did. Got a couple of things to get into tonight. Before I do anything else, I want to give a tip of the hat to the person who tipped the show when I wasn't even doing it yesterday. And I don't, I don't know if I can say their name or not, because usually when people tip outside of the show being on they don't want they don't want to make a thing out of it so so thank you to that person I know who you are you know who you are maybe that's what you want thank you for joining us uh, like I said got a lot to get into tonight uh, before we even get into anything else is if I can just drag the intro out a little bit more um, tonight joy of Pessy is on at 7 p.m. I may be dropping in to say hello to Joy of Pessy. Joy of Pessy, 7 p.m. on Odyssey. I don't, I don't know the URL. He just moved, he, man, he just moved out, so I don't know the new address. He was here. He was here at DLive, and then there was some kind of, some, you know, there, was, there was some kind of disturbance in the area. And uh, next thing I know... All of Pessy's boxes and shit, suitcases, luggage, it's all out the front, on the front lawn. I was like, oh, okay, guess Pessy's moving out. And off he went. Off he went on his little journey, his trek across the internet, and he's found himself a new home at Odyssey, and that's where you can find him at 7pm. Also, you can check out Phil D'Angelo winning TV, dlive.tv slash winning TV tonight at 7 as well, but they're here at, they're here at DLive, not over at Odyssey, so... It's like, you know, you don't have to feel guilty about switching between them because it's like two different leagues, you know? It's like the National League and the American League. So. Gypsy of Diamonds with the diamond. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Sup, bitches. Sup, indeed. Yeah, it's Thursday. Let's get into it, shall we? Thank you for joining us. First thing I have for you tonight, something a little bit different. Uh, that's Russell Brand, in case you don't. Now, don't get me wrong. Before we even before we even think about motioning the mouse pointer over the play button, we we do acknowledge that <laughs> this guy is always going to be like you're never gonna have everyone go, Oh, he's fucking great. Or say that they hate him or so that's going to be entirely up to you. And I'm not passing judgment any, you know, either way, however you want to view it. For me, I reckon when it comes to Russell Brand, I reckon I'm as guilty as the next person of kind of locking celebrities in at a certain time. Do you know what I mean? Like sporting celebrities, movies, music, doesn't matter. Like if you think of a sport, uh, a sporting celebrity, a star, You'll think of them when they're playing, you know, when they're in their prime. And I think when you think of an actor, you know, when you think of a celebrity as an actor, you think of them in their best role, right? So I think we all kind of <clears throat> are, you know, we're all guilty of that. It's not like there's anything you can do about it. Unless, of course, you know, you become a train wreck and, you know, a drug ravaged, just fucking trash fire. And then that's what becomes the thing that people remember you by. You know what I mean? Like, in 50 years from now, do you think people remember Britney Spears the singer or Britney Spears the court case? Think about it. Because I think the latter. But you do have to go, like, a certain way down the track to have all of your previous accomplishments just kind of pushed to the, yeah, yeah, whatever. Did you hear about that? Did you hear about when he was drinking and driving with the hooker in the car and they had the cocaine on the... Oh, man. Yeah, wasn't he, like, the... The record uh, goal kicker for that college... I don't fucking know. Did he play football? <laughs> I don't know. He was some kind of sportsman. That's how, that's how it ends up. So I think if I look back, honestly, 
I reckon 15 years ago, I probably just thought of Russell Brand as a bit of a fucking hipster flog. <laughs> and he, he might still be a hipster flog. And I might still think of him as a hipster flog. But I don't think I care as much as I used to maybe 15 years ago. So now I'm probably more open to listen. But he's probably changed too. I think he, 15 years ago, he was probably way more of like the outspoken progressive of 15 years ago. And now he's kind of well on his way to like, you know, he posts videos where he's like, you can't trust the government, they're all lying to you. And it's like, oh, I've, I've seen this little journey before. I know this little trip before. Somebody's losing faith with the government. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know where that ends up, don't you? So I think he's on a little bit of a kind of anarchy um, spiral, you know, not necessarily a bad one, but he's just kind of set off down that path in the last couple of years. But, you know, I don't, in saying all of this, I don't seek the guy out or anything. You know, I don't look for his stuff, but for whatever reason, this came across my, my field of vision, this clip. And I was like, ah, fucking have a look at that. I tweeted it out earlier. So let's have a look at it. How does the government avoid discriminating against the people who don't yet have access to the vaccine? Also, you could make the argument that younger Americans who are at the end of the line can't quite yet get vaccinated and therefore they could be discriminated against. Uh -huh. And also, what activities are you going to keep Americans yes. from doing who are not vaccinated? Well, not just Americans, everybody. <laughs> everybody. What, what activities do you think it's fair to uh, punish people, like to ban people from doing? What have these people done? Have they committed a crime or anything? No, no, no. They just haven't got the pass. And more important than that, they haven't got the app that tells us that they're safe, right? Otherwise, they could be harming everybody just by being there. It's, it's insidious, isn't it? Like, it's not, it's not far of a jump from that to then have senators saying things like people who are unvaccinated should be, quote, excluded from public life, end quote, as was the case here about a month ago when a senator said just that. Right? So it's not a stretch. Once we start talking about, you know, what what, what part of life can we ban these particular people from enjoying? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. What, what kind of cultural events and interaction with, you know, being a, a quote-unquote free person in a Western democracy... What what kind of privileges should we strip from them? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. It's just something that doesn't really compute. <laughs> I think fairly for most people. Vaccinated, that is a big one. When something suits the interests of the powerful, it's very difficult to stand in its way. We've seen how this pandemic has increased the power of big companies. That makes me query the kind of measures that are taken to remedy the conditions we found ourselves living under. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Somebody is... Somebody's walking dangerously close to a line I imagine exists, right? Do you get that feeling? <laughs> because I try to think like, all right, so what was the last big movie he was in? How long ago was it? Was it was it like sort of 10-ish years ago? Would that be fair? I don't know. Because like I said, I don't seek the guy out. I don't really care. He's not on my radar. This just happened to blip. I was like, oh, this is a nice video. Winning TV with a diamond, you foreign sons of bitch can't, can't come vaxxed unless you won too. Fair enough. <laughs> I don't really know what that meant. <coughs> but I'll pretend. I'll pretend. Oh, it was one out of two. Unless I sneak in, then I'm okay. That's okay. That's good. Because then it's wrong to ask me. <laughs> isn't, it funny? isn't it funny how things work? Let's carry on. From the same article, once we've built a system that links our identity to our health data yeah. and made this a condition of re-entering pubs, cinemas or concerts yep. or even our workplace, we could link it to other data too, really? public or private. You don't say. <laughs> hey! Ted Dabrowski in the chat. Thank you for joining us, Ted. Still a wanker. I agree. <laughs> but, you know, 
I don't know if he's the the thing I'm tossing up in my head is I don't know if he's more tolerable a wanker now or I'm more tolerable of wankers now. Do you see what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know which way the pendulum swung. Am I more chill about hipster douchebags or is he a more chill hipster douchebag than he used to be? We could de- we could debate that all fucking night. Aristotle would be banging his head against the nearest oak tree in frustration. Trying to find out one way or another. But hey, look at this. Once we've built a system that links our identity to our health data and made this a condition of re-entering pubs, cinemas, concerts, or even the workplace, <laughs> sounds all sounds very familiar, doesn't it? It's coming out of The Guardian, by the way. Not known as a far-right conspiracy website, however, hopefully soon will be to join all of the other people who have previously been labelled as far-right conspiracy nuts for pointing out that there are there are issues with, and I'll quote the Guardian here. <laughs> once we've built an issue, once we've built a system that links our identity to our health data, and made this a condition of re-entering pubs, cinemas, or concerts, or even the workplace, we could link it to other data too, public or private. You don't say. Hey, remember there was this big story. Remember there was this little story that we did on this show uh, about the app which takes everybody's picture. And then within fractions of a second, it sweeps the entire internet for any information it can get, other pictures and stuff, links it to that picture, and then it can bring up like all of your profiles within fractions of a second, Facebook, whatever. And it's like, okay, here's where they work because here's their LinkedIn, blah, blah, blah. And then it can do that, like build a tree of all of your contacts because it can just keep rolling on from one face to the next face to the next face and then bang, no warrant to anything. And then you've got like a whole background on a group of people like like, like that. Remember that shit? <laughs> that was last year. But even, you could even go more, more simpler than that. Again, I'll read this quote one more time. Once we've built a system that links our identity to our health data and made this a condition of re-entering pubs, cinemas, or concerts, or even our workplace, we could link it to other data too, public or private. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the social credit system. Right there, that's what it is. That's exactly what it is. We know this because the social credit system has existed in one form or another in other parts of the world for, I don't know, a couple of years. That's how it works. Exactly how it works. Medical information, personal information, identification, all linked to, you know, your entire kind of virtual existence, which is monitored, regulated and scored for you know adherence to the message to the line so good for you you're a good comrade you get rewarded you get more freedoms you can go here you can go there you can go there uh if you're a bad comrade then i'm afraid sorry can't go to work today nobody wants you there minister of fun kimmy the diamond brandy's boogie with a man bun and a patchouli i don't even know what a patchouli is I am not. How dare How fucking dare you, Minister of Fun? How dare you? I am nothing like Russell fucking Brand. Fuck off. Get somebody ban her. Get her out of here. Chuck her out. Chuck her into the dumpster in the alleyway. We can't have that fucking nonsense getting around. Absolutely not. Fuck no. All of his fucking tough guy tats and shit. Ew. <laughs> no. Fucking where it is. Wearing his hipster shirt with his hairy chest hanging out. Nope. I'm a I'm a button to the top kind of guy. Always have been. Patchouli is hippie smell juice. Sounds sounds fucking alluring. <laughs> sounds amazing. Hey, can I get can I get something that smells like a soiled pair of jeans rubbed in lavender? <laughs> that that's what I imagine hippie juice to smell like. It's difficult to envisage these decisions ever being repealed. It's difficult to imagine that the companies or states that we grant this... Look, don't get me wrong. I've always said, look, I get on really well with hippies. I don't have an issue with them. You know, I used to play in fucking bands and stuff, so I got used to hanging around places where there's a lot of fucking hippie types. You know, lefty hippie types. There's, they've, they've always been, you know, more of them than any anybody else when I was growing up, right? 
So I get on fine with the hippies and the hipsters, no problem. But I'm I'm just fucking not one. <laughs> right. And that distinction needs to be respected. Because like I said, we cannot have that kind of scuttlebutt. <clears throat> you know, kind of rifling through the ranks here in Boogie Stand. Won't have it, can't have it, won't have it. <laughs> All right, let's carry on with the guy who's just like me. Power to won't take advantage of the ability to harvest data from other areas of our lives and to make decisions about the kind of places where we work, the kind of access that we're granted yeah. to public utilities and amenities. <sighs> the metamorphosis is almost complete, is it not? Twenty twenty one's just full of surprises. <laughs> beep beep. People have ended up on lists for saying this before. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck is going on anymore. Listen to it. I mean, we're putting too much. We're putting too much power in the hands of these fucking tech companies. We are, and you know. And then, can we really trust the government or? <laughs> Fuck, he's come a long way. He's come a long way as our boy. If it's convenient to their end to do so. Tech companies are working funny. on digital... It's so funny, like, of all the celebrities that go forward, there's always one or two of them who just kind of, in that middle to late part of their career, just drop off. And, you know, you find out five years later, oh, no, I'm an anarchist now. Yeah, really hate... Don't really like the state that much. Kind of just want to preserve my individual liberties in that. It's like, oh, wow. You know, because re remember, I'm picturing him like kind of 15 years ago when I just thought he was a hipster douchebag. <laughs> like, well, that's an interesting thing for a, Hit uh, a Hitler douchebag. Hey, well, that that's coming. <laughs> Don't worry, Russell, that'll be next. You've gone from hipster to Hitler in the space of one video. Congratulations. Welcome to 2021, Russell. Coming up after the break, a sit-down. Richard Spencer and Russell Brand talk about the need to preserve the race. <laughs> Digital vaccine passports that could help the U.S. track people who have received coronavirus vaccines as more businesses and services reopen nationwide. Ah. But some researchers believe that this effort could end up further dividing this some already people, fragmented country. I think you'll find some people out there have some concerns. Okay. One of the areas of concern is that people... Thank you. Thank you. See, we're the same person, really. People that benefit from these measures would be big tech companies and big pharmaceutical companies. We already know they have incredible lobbying power. We already know that they are able to exist to some degree free from the intervention of the law. Congress will huh? interview Mark Zuckerberg for a bit, but nothing will really be revealed. <laughs> hey? How well is he doing? How good is he going? Like I said, it's quite the metamorphosis. From mere hipster Hitler douchebag 15 years ago. Companies, we already know they have incredible lobbying power. We already know that they are able to exist to some degree free from the intervention of the law. Congress will interview Mark Zuckerberg for a bit, but nothing will really be revealed. So wherever you are in the world, the impact is likely to be the same. And whether this is a state issue or a big tech issue, the results will be the same. Your ability to live an ordinary life will now be to a degree controlled by a powerful institution. The I don't I don't think we give enough credit out when it's due. Like you remember when I was talking, the last show we did, I think it was, it was either the last show or Monday, you know, this idea of just never giving any credit or credibility to the other, that because that's what it's now, that's the environment we're in now, okay? You just never give any credit or any credibility to the other side. They never fucking get anything right. Fuck them. They're wrong about everything, right? That's, that's the environment now. So in a clear kind of uh, disavowalment of that, I'm going to tip my hat and say, well done. Well done, you pommy cunt. <laughs> well done, you hipster cunt. Well done. Sounded all right. 
Can't, I can't believe he's still, uh, you know, on YouTube. <laughs> These apps are being pushed by technology companies. This is not something that's coming from public health experts. So we should all sort of be a little suspicious. Exactly. This is something that tech giants are calling for and trying to sell public health officials on. These companies keep telling. Remember when this is going to hurt some people's feelings. I'm sorry. And it's not my intention, but remember Microsoft, Apple, Google, Amazon, where were they, ladies and gentlemen? Where were they? Oval fucking office. Where you got Microsoft, you got Apple, you got Google, and you got Amazon. That looks like MAGA to me. Now, some people just took that as like, oh, I was, take, I was taking a cheap shot at Trump or something stupid like that. But I also backed it up with the story that Google was offering free COVID tests in California in exchange for um, people signing up for their kind of uh, medical cloud app or whatever it fucking was. Uh, they, they, they were working on technology that would allow people to share uh, medical information like lightning fast over a database or something. And I was like, look, yeah, Google is MAGA. Google is a great American, right? So, you know, you don't have to listen to me, but at least give the fucking hipster douchebag Russell a chance. Google is building support for digital COVID vaccine cards in Android. <laughs> they haven't, you know, like I've said before, it's it's information and confirm it's conversational blitzkrieg. They've they've already moved on to the next point. We're still back here talking about is it a good idea or not to have some kind of proof of vaccination? Like, is it wrong to ban people from public life because they don't have a certain medical thing? Like, is that bad? We're having that conversation. The conversation they're having is, okay, how can we get the, the, the vaccine passport into the phone? <laughs> how, can, how can we put it on their phone so it's there for them to just click on straight away? That's what they're talking about. They don't even care. I, I tweeted something out the other day, a fucking grab from uh, CNN, and it's like, Joe Biden is ready to take drastic measures on COVID, and he's not even sure if it's legal or not. I swear to God, that was the fucking tweet. And I'm like, look, they, they don't even care if it's legal. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're, we're sitting back here, and, you know, God love our optimism, I guess. But we sit back here and we talk about shit like, oh, court cases. Oh, we'll we'll take them to court. They're, they're already just they're already just building it into the fucking phone that you'll you'll now be required to have in order to scan the QR code. Where is it? here? Here it is. Have a fucking look at this. Oh, look at this shit. CNN. President by quote. President Biden shows he's ready to make drastic moves in the COVID-19 fight, even if he's not sure they're legal. <laughs> Mr. President, is this legal? I don't know. <laughs> yes! Foggy in the chat. Kid, I own the police. <laughs> Biff Tannen. Fucking oath. Joe Biff Tannen Biden. <laughs> President Biden shows he's ready to make drastic moves in the COVID-19 fight, even if he's not sure they're legal. I mean, fuck, what are we doing here? So we're building the apps into the phones. The, 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 the president is openly telling people that, no, no, we're just going to do what we can. Fuck the legalities of it. We'll figure that out later. Right? And what are we doing? We're sitting here still having the conversation about whether it's right or not. It's not even that they've already decided that it's right. It's that they don't care if it's right or not. That's the issue. So with that, tell you what, going to take a quick couple of minutes, refresh my beverage. More on the other side. Stick around. Daily Boogie Podcast. Boogie Bumper is a kangaroo boxing boomerang chucker that eats crackers in bed. There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm, fuzzy member berries it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pessy. Can't be old movies and old cartoons. 
friends. We hope to see you over there very soon. It's our special little spot, tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Pepsi. Say the goddamn words, you're gonna be okay! Oh, Join me, Rusty the Iceman, Sunday nights 10 30, Standard Eastern Time, on Twitch, Twitter, Periscope, and Facebook. Hello, my name is Frozen Asian. I'm the host of the Sunday Night Shit Show. So, according to a certain Virginia stoner, my last promo was a bit too long, so I'm gonna try to cut this down to 30 seconds. Uh, here's what you can expect on the Sunday Night Shit Show. <laughs> And I promote your fucking, your fucking show. Check us out on Sundays, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on DLive.tv slash Sunday Night Shit Show. See you then. Bye. What would you say you do here? Some people, I remember when I was young and I worked in a warehouse and I was in my early, I was about, how old was I? I was about 20, 21. And I worked in a warehouse. I'm, guys, I'm about, I'm about, I'm about to chew gum. <laughs> you fucking merit. Um, so, so, <laughs> so, um, I forgot what I was fucking saying. You fucking dick. Oh, you fucking Can you please, for the love of fucking God, unfuck yourself and just start doing shows? For this Justin, the global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie-related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms police have reported. This world can get you down. There's just one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Come back. Show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Thursday night edition of the Boogie Podcast. Joy of Pessy was in the chat on YouTube, so yes, we're going to Odyssey because Joy of Pessy moved out of the halfway house here at D Live. He says he's doing better at Odyssey, like he he says that it's a nicer apartment and stuff, but that's what they always say when they move out. You know, he'll be back one day, I'm sure of it. Just rock up with his sleeping bag you know, and a pillow, a binky. Say, can I can I can I get back in? And I'm gonna be like, absolutely, bro. You don't even have to ask. Just sneak in and out through the window, though, because I don't want anybody seeing you coming out the front door. Because <laughs> that'll reflect badly on me. Tonight, 7 p.m. Joy of Pessy, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, tell you what, since we were talking about celebrities, don't we love celebrities? Celebrities are amazing. I love them. Here's a nice one. Jennifer Aniston says anti-vaxxers are no longer in her weekly routine. Do you have a routine for your anti-vaxxers? I know I do. It's a shave, a wax, a steam, and a pluck. It's tricky because everyone is entitled to their own opinion. That's so tricky, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's just so... Think, think of all the complicated kind of interactions that you would have as a celebrity every day, right? It's tricky. It's tricky because people have their own opinions. And it's like, yeah, that's true. They do. But there's always a but. And a but. Short answer, yes, with an if. No, long answer, yes, with an if. Short answer, no, with a but. But a lot of opinions don't feel based in anything except fear or propaganda, the friend star said. Jennifer Aniston has said some people who refuse to get the COVID-19 vaccine are no longer in her weekly routine, adding that their reluctance to get the shot is based on fear or propaganda. She's so insightful. In an interview with InStyle, <laughs> uh, 
As we all know, the as we all know, the pages of In Style are just filled cover to cover with insightful, deep, knowledgeable political analysis. <laughs> how, do, how do I tape my skirt to my ass cheeks? Also, why you shouldn't vote for Trump. <laughs> In an interview with In Style, which will feature the morning show and friend star on its September cut, I don't, I don't have anything against Jennifer Aniston. I think she's probably a lovely person. <laughs> well, at least I thought she was. <laughs> now she's disinviting her unvaccinated friends from Thanksgiving. No. <laughs> no, July 4, we always go over to Jen's house. Not this year. <laughs> Not this year, honey. She wrote to us and said apparently that she's going to have a QR code scanner out the front. So if we haven't been vaccinated, we're not getting in. You know she's got high-tech security money, does Jennifer Aniston. She's Anyone who has a hairstyle named after them is rich enough Ring to have bell security. and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the sub, Minister of Fun. In an interview with InStyle, which will feature the morning show and Friendstar on its September cover, Aniston repeatedly expressed that she is an admirer of medical professionals. <laughs> I'm an admirer of... <laughs> no, nobody. Look... The, the sad the sad thing for me is not that people say these things. The sad thing for me, and it always has been, is that so many people read something like that and they think that it's real. Nobody, nobody even talks like that. I'm an admirer of medical professionals. <laughs> nobody even talks like that. So, you know, it doesn't hurt me that they say these things. I think it's funny. It hurts me that I have to I have to then have to have to have conversations with people who believe that it's true. That's what hurts. Because it's time out of my day. <laughs> when talking about her news watching habits, she said she had I'm an admirer of the health professions. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. That sounds like good cocktail party conversation. When talking about her news-watching habits, she said she had to cut back, uh, cut back a bit during the pandemic because of the constant, quote, insanity. And some of the craziness persists, Aniston said. There's still a large group of people who are anti-vaxxers or just don't listen to the facts. It's a real shame. I've just lost a few people in my weekly routine who have refused or did not disclose, and it was very unfortunate. <laughs> Fuck. These celebrities are savages, aren't they? Well, I, if if they decide to drop you from their circle, that's it. You're dropped. I once there's a there's a former Australian cricket player here, a guy named Michael Slater, who who's now like a cricket commentator, right? And he said like he once said the hardest thing about because he got dropped from the Australian cricket team, I think kind of a little bit early. He wasn't performing well, and they didn't kind of like him around the squad at the time, even though he was he was a very good player. But, you know, the guy who replaced him ended up being, like, one of the best. So it was kind of one of those situations. But anyway, he got dropped from the Australian cricket team. I remember hearing him talk about it. And he was like, the hardest thing about being dropped from the cricket team is, he's like, it's not, you don't miss the fame and you don't miss the big matches and stuff. But he's like, it's the feeling of you're on a moving train with all of your mates, right? You're on a moving train. You're all headed in this direction, bang. And then they drop you off at the station and the train just keeps going. And you're just you're just there on your own, right? Because they're touring, they're playing, they're training, and you, you know it's not like they can keep you in the loop. Like they're 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 going to India to play cricket, and you're now sitting in Sydney going to play for the local team now, right? So you're just out of the loop. And he was like, they just drop you off at the station, and then the train keeps going, and you're not on it anymore. He's like, that's the hardest part. I reckon it would be the same for you know, these kind of friends of celebrity. Because, I mean, if you're going to ban your friends from coming over, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're a piece of shit. You are. And I know everybody likes Jennifer Aniston and stuff, and I never really had a problem with her. But <laughs> but now she's at the stage where she's like, oh, look, these crazy conspiracy theorists and anti-vaxxers, I just have to get them out of my routine. And it was very unfortunate. Oh, right. Well, terrible. <laughs> Terrible to put yourself out for your friends, isn't it? I mean, you know, what a horrible thought. Uh, just quickly, local. 
Oh, incidentally, you know, the anti-vaxxers, you know, those right-wing conspiracy theorists and whatnot. ...telling us that they have the magic bullet. Those contact tracing apps, though, they didn't work. When they told us that they could use artificial intelligence to optimize the rollout of that vaccine, it didn't work. And now we're once again being told to just trust the app to solve this <laughs> pandemic. Given what we know about how culture is operating, how civilization is evolving, it's pretty easy to envisage oh. that we might find ourselves living in a society that is deeply stratified. In fact, we starting to get did, a little douchey. See? But measures such as this one might make already existing bifurcation more entrenchant. Our say. ability to control and organise our own lives, which is already under threat, which is already, in my view, a kind of uh, piecemeal version of what personal autonomy ought be, is yeah. now what? reaching a kind of critical moment okay. where we won't be able to walk it back. Really? It's, easy i think when listening to some of these experts and pundits to yep. see a society yep. that is edging towards the kind of dystopia that was previously in the realm of science fiction <laughs> hey. he's doing well isn't he he's doing i'm very I'm, I'm you know what i'm gonna be honest i'm proud of the boy i'm fucking proud of the boy good on you so get in son Fucking let him have it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking let him have it, Russell. Good on you, mate. Fucking get in there. Yeah, I know, <laughs> Cabaret. I know you're a hipster and you got man cleavage. Don't matter. Get in there. Give him a whack. Good on you, mate. Oh, he's fucking shitting him right up, isn't he? He's walking it in. What we see here in New York City and other cities around the US is a movement to expand a very different technology, a type of vaccine passport that wouldn't be used when you fly internationally, but mm -hmm. used when you go to work, go yep. to school, yep. even yeah. go to the local grocery store. Oh, the local grocery store. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> I am glad, don't get me wrong, I am glad that people are catching up kind of, you know, nine months after the fact but it's nice but it's probably too late like i said ladies and gentlemen they don't even care if it's legal or not president biden shows he's ready to make drastic moves in the covid 19 fight even if he's not sure they're legal google is building support for digital covid vaccine cards into android they're already moving on this it's you know the debate now Although I agree with the points Russell is making, the debate now is is the smokescreen. The the debate is to occupy us while they just roll it out. <laughs> Couldn't put it I can't put it any more you know softly than that. The debate we're having now is happening on the surface, but uh, beneath the surface they're already they're already working out how the tech works. They're already installing it. So it is what it is. Gutted, ladies and gentlemen. Victoria. Gutted Andrews demands more vaccines, says snap lockdowns are, quote, the new normal. <laughs> it's just, it's like, I mean, it's so bizarre. It's just like these things that the conspiracy theorists were saying just keep fucking happening. Remember when the conspiracy theorists, ladies and gentlemen, remember when the conspiracy theorists would say things like lockdowns are the new normal? Oh, shut up. Listen to the science denier over here. Listen to this conspiracy theorist over here saying things like lockdowns are the new normal. Pfft. The age. And this is a paper that is traditionally very friendly to the left-wing government, which is currently in place in Victoria. That's the other thing too. You've got to, you've got to remember, man, it's, it's the Democrats in the US, it's the Labor Party in Victoria, it's the Liberal Party in New South Wales, which is the opposite. It's the Conservative government in the UK. It's the kind of pseudo-socialist bureaucratic nightmare of the EU. It's every everywhere, left, right or otherwise, doesn't matter. They're all doing the same fucking things. They're all rolling out the same policies. They're all developing the same technology. They're all going with the same sales pitch. Left, right, doesn't matter. 
I mean, you would you would think that this would start, you know, raising some eyebrows. <laughs> no. No. No, because, see, the debate we're still having, we're having the debate back here, we're still figuring out which one isn't as shit as the other one. Well, my guy's a little less shitty than your guy. Because we're doing it more slowly. Nikki Fruitloose in the chat says eight more weeks. Well, here on my side of the government, we believe four more weeks is adequate, right? <laughs> I say you're not locking down, and I say he's not locking down enough. Premier Daniel Andrews has asked the federal government to send more Pfizer vaccines to Victoria as the state went into lockdown, listen to this, for the sixth time, ladies and gentlemen. The sixth time. That means the capital of Victoria has is now officially has been locked down more than anywhere else on planet Earth. You would think that there must be, like, just mountains of bodies. Mountains. Mr. Andrews, who said he was gutted to announce the seven-day lockdown, he's gutted. It's a a kick in the guts. It's a real kick in the guts. May also ask for the number of international flights to Melbourne to be cut and has warned more snap lockdowns are likely until national vaccine targets are reached. Ah, you see. No, 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 no. Let's be clear here. It's because uh, too many of you haven't been vaccinated. That's why I have to close your business. Okay? Let's be clear here. We're just gonna have we're just gonna have to keep having lockdowns until you do what I say. Then maybe we'll let you have a little bit of freedom back. If you behave yourselves. If you do the right thing. You know, don't go over to your friend's house. Don't go over and see, you know, your, your granddad or whatever. No, gotta stay apart. Don't have conversations if you bump into somebody at the supermarket. That was one a couple of weeks ago. Now is not the time to talk to each other. That's what she fucking said. (laughs) So here's the new restrictions. Public health officials are worried that home visits, which were not allowed even before the last lockdown, so they weren't even allowed to go over to each other's houses before the fucking quote-unquote lockdown was announced. So now it seems that uh, there are uh, measures in place which are in place regardless of whether or not you're in a lockdown. Isn't that fucking interesting? Isn't that strange? Because that's how, that's how you can say we're not in lockdown anymore. Oh, good. Can me and my five friends go over to this house? No, no, you can't. No, no, that's against regulations. What? But I I thought you said we're not in lockdown. We're not in lockdown, but we still do have some rules in place. Well, hang on. That's not... Right? That quote again. Public health officials are worried that home visits, which were not allowed even before the the latest lockdown, have contributed to the spread of the virus in this new outbreak. That means people were breaking the rules, the lockdown rules, when there was no lockdown. We don't have a lockdown, but we just have the rules. (laughs) Sure, you can protest. I'd like to protest against the lockdown laws. I'm afraid you can't protest against the lockdown laws. There's a lockdown. Ah, right. Fine. To help speed up the vaccination program, the government will imminently announce Victorians aged under 60 will be able to receive the AstraZeneca vaccine at state-run locations after receiving advice from their GP. And do we just go down here for one more thing? The Premier urged workers to get tested and reminded casual workers they were entitled to a $450 payment from the government if they needed to miss a shift to get the vaccine. Isn't that fucking nice? $450. In the back pocket to go and get the vaccine. Hey, look, if you're going to miss out on work, don't worry. The government is here to save you. The government is here to step in. Uh, a little more from Russell Brand, shall we? <laughs> Why not? Bear invested in other solutions. I feel like we're living in a time of division and uncertainty and a time of fear. For me, the, this requires reflection, calmness and a, an assertion of personal authority. Mm-mm. 
that's wrong. I'm afraid here at Team YouTube, here at Team YouTube, we believe uh, in acting really, really, really quickly before we even know what the fuck's going on. Hey, did this thing start in a lab? Absolutely not. Ban everybody who says that, please. Oh, good. Hey, do you need to wear a mask if you get vaccinated? Absolutely not. Ban anybody who says otherwise, <laughs> right? <laughs> Look, what we need here is calm, reflection, take our time. No, what we need to do is everything all at once. An insistence on democracy. If we respond to our understandable fear at this time by granting more power to organisations and institutions that have not behaved with our best interests yes. in mind sometimes yes. for centuries, certainly for yes. decades in the cases of big tech. Oh! Oh, he's going to end up on the shit list. Then we are facilitating a future that might be very difficult for us to participate in. We can't any longer say we live in free societies, freedom of choice, freedom of speech. All these cherished ideas are being exposed as symbolic as opposed to practical and applicable. <laughs> huh? And I gotta say again, well done, lad. Yes, he is a hipster douchebag, but well done. Well done. Absolutely fucking nailed it. All right, what else have I got here? Oh, this is a fun one. You gotta, you gotta see this. I was on the floor when I saw this the other day. I'll just let it speak for itself. It's clear that this variant is capable of causing serious illness yep. in children. Yep. Uh, you have heard those stories coming out of Louisiana pediatric ICUs where there are kids as young as a few months old who are sick from this. That is rare. Certainly younger people are less likely to fall ill. But anybody who tries to tell you, ah, oh, you don't have to worry about it if mm -hmm. you're a young, healthy person. Yep. There's many counterexamples all around us yes, now. There is, yeah. Well, so, yeah, you do need to think about it. And that's the reason why the recommendations are yeah. uh, for kids the experts, under 12 the uh, that they avoid being in places where they might get infected, which means recommendations of mask wearing in schools and that at home, uh, parents of unvaccinated kids should be thoughtful about this. And the recommendation is to wear masks there as well. Just, I, wouldn't you just love one day to have that guy just knock on your door, say, excuse me, is everyone in here wearing a mask? Wouldn't you? I'd just pray for that. <laughs> please knock on my door. And, please knock on my door and ask me some shit like that. <laughs> and yes, you should wear them at home, too. See, I mean, this this all could have been solved and sorted and, you know, properly organized if we just stuck to the principle that we've had for so long, which is the doctor's jurisdiction ends to the, you know, to the doorway of their surgery. That's it. That's, that's your territory. And even in your territory, I have a right to dismiss everything you say and just ignore it because people do that every day, you know, holy shit. Uh, Gypsy of Diamonds with the Ninja Gini. Drop it again on us. Very generous. Philadelphia School District says they will test a kid if they possibly have COVID symptoms. <laughs> no thanks. So they're now they're just involuntary testing now of the children in the school. Well, so like this is this goes to my point, right? That the jurisdiction of the doctor ends with your consent. If there's no consent, there's no fucking jurisdiction. So they can tell you, you know, you've got to stop eating red meat, you've got to stop smoking cigarettes, you've got to stop drinking so much wine, whatever it is, whatever the fucking thing is, and you can walk out of there and go, fuck all that, I'm going to do what I want. But now we have a situation where, you know, these medical guidelines are now superseding common law, at least in practical application. 
because the people who are, you know, elected to govern, the people who are elected to kind of be like, you know, the keepers of what is law and what is not, now just say, oh, no, well, we're bringing in this law because that's what the health experts tell us. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't vote for the fucking health experts. I didn't, we don't vote for the health experts. We don't. So who gives a fuck with it? It's your call. You, re- you realise that you don't have to do everything that you're being told, right? Because if you don't realise that, then why the fuck am I listening to you? Why are you even there? If your job is now merely to enforce the health guidelines that some panel has told you need to take place, that's what you're doing now. So why would I care? All right, with that, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Stick around for Winning TV, ladies and gentlemen, in about four minutes from now. And if you feel so inclined, I'll be joining Joy Pessy at 7 p.m. over on Odyssey. So yeah, he posted the link in the chat a little earlier. And then, of course, uh, tomorrow morning, 6.30 a.m. your time, if you're on the East Coast, I'll be doing the starting block with Greeno. Don't forget to follow our friends Rational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, everyone's favourite lover of French women, Sunday Night Shit Show, Major Tom, uh, Rusty in the chat, Victor Von Shroom, Minister of Fun. Give everyone a follow. And I'll see you next week. Till then, catch you later.